Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. To help prepare all of you listeners for the NCAA Round of 16 and home stretch of the 2021 college tennis season, what we're attempting to do here at Crack Rackets is speak with each of the remaining 32 head coaches of the NCAA Division I event. That means 16 men's coaches, 16 women's coaches, all over the next few days on this Cracked Interviews podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get to another one of our conversations with the many outstanding head coaches still alive in the 2021 NCAA Tennis Tournament. Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Joining us on the show today, head coach of the Mississippi Rebels, Coach Toby Hansen. Coach, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Thank you. Oh, it is our pleasure to have you. Just so you know, you are my final interview. We hit all 32, and I want to say you were one of the first to schedule, so don't think, you know, I feel like we did save the best for last. Uh, it is a pleasure. I am so excited for Orlando, your team about to head down there tomorrow as well. How are you guys feeling? We're excited to, to go down to Orlando where, uh, yeah, feels good. Um, everybody's ready to go. That's awesome to hear. And obviously last weekend you guys were able to play host and get two wins over both Belmont and Tulane, both of them in a 4-0 fashion. That sort of performance from your guys to kick off the tournament, you have to be feeling good, right? Yeah, obviously it's a, it's a good start. I think we, um, you know, the 4-0 scores, you know, we were still being tested out there, which was good. So, but yeah, definitely uh, feels good. Um, gets us gives us some some confidence uh, going into the to the next match. And for your team in particular to sweep doubles four, five, and six against Tulane, that is not a recipe that you guys have had uh, a bunch of times this season. That might be the first time that's happened. To have yeah. it be the bottom three guys in singles, what did that mean yeah. for your uh, for the rest of your team? obviously very positive um that we're able to do that gives them some confidence we've been like you said um you know we've been kind of counting on the the top guys to to win their points and it's you know it's nice for for the guys at the bottom to um 
be able to get those wins, and it's very important for the team. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we talk about the guys up top, obviously Tim Finn, two of the uh, two of the big performers for your team, they're fifteen and two at the number one doubles position. And I know doubles is something Ole Miss teams have always prided themselves on, but the performance they give, uh, they've given at the top of the lineup again, from a coaching perspective, that's as good as it gets, right? Yeah, and especially in this format, super quick going to six to be. To be that consistent um, is rare. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it, it's incredible, right? I feel like the doubles point is Russian roulette, right? The no ad scoring, it's kind of whatever happens, happens. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's just, uh, like I said, the, the format is definitely uh, gives gives um, both teams a good chance to win, and just one point can make a big difference. Um, and to be 15-2 and two and to have the type of consistency that they've had is um, – it's it's extraordinary for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like that is probably the most consistent element of your team. You guys look 13-10 and 10 record on the season. Fair to say it's been an up-and-down year. Like, there have been pockets where you played really, really well, pockets perhaps not quite as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, looking at the schedule we had, um, you know, the schedule was by design, obviously, because we we didn't really have any easy matches at all. Uh, starting off against uh, top teams, um, A&M, TCU at home. And, you know, then you go into the kickoff weekend. Um, so if you look at the st- strength of schedule, I don't know if there's a team in the country that's had a tougher schedule than we have had. And also, um, you know, we got a couple of new guys that came in in January. We had a very few players here in the fall. So obviously in the beginning of the year, um, you know, we lost a couple of really tough 4-3 matches against some top 10 teams. Um, but I still feel like we played pretty well and we had a chance to win those matches, but um, we didn't. But we, we kept on working hard and I think that we're starting to play our best tennis now towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's what you want. I want <clears throat> to talk about those guys <clears throat> Excuse me, in a second. Um, but just on that scheduling note, March 12th to March 21st, you play back-to-back Florida-South Carolina at home. That's a tough stretch as is. You then choose to schedule two out-of-conference matches at Tulsa, at Oklahoma State. The decision to go to Oklahoma mid-March, why is that one you make? Well, we were actually supposed to go there way earlier, um, and and unfortunately we weren't able to. So we were supposed to have been there in February. Um, and you know, we had to cancel because I think one of their players at Oklahoma state or something had, uh, COVID or something like that, if I remember right. Um, and then we had to reschedule again and it was, so that we just, you know, found the only chance we had to play those two matches were during that off weekend that we built in for the SEC and, you know, um, very happy that we made a decision to go down there because I think that those two matches were kind of the turning point for us. Um, to pick up two really solid road wins um, against two tough teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, you could have made the decision to cancel them. You don't. You go on the road. You capture two, four, three victories from there. You know, you beat Mississippi State at home. You beat Auburn 4-3. And when you look at the SEC Conference, there are seven of you remaining in the Sweet 16. Uh, you know, talk about the quality of the conference this season, what that sort of match, match in, match out does to prepare your team for the round of 16. Yeah, it's obviously very helpful. You see that um, looking at the last weekend here at the NCAAs, how many 
of the SEC teams that were competitive and moving through to the next round. I think, you know, we were kind of battle tested throughout the season and, um, you know, we were ready to go. And, and I think that that helped us for sure. The, the, the strength of the SEC is, is always been there. Um, I feel like, but this year, obviously we've been, uh, having some success late, uh, in, in the last uh, regional tournaments here uh, across the nation. So, mm-hmm. there there there's, yeah, there's no denying that. I mean, top to bottom, so many great uh, SEC schools still alive in this event as well. Of course, you are not going to be facing an SEC school next. You guys have Baylor uh, in your round of 16 match. They were national indoor finalists. I'm not sure how much of them you've watched this year, but you know, what's it going to take from your guys to knock off the the Bears and advance to the next round? I think that we just have to keep playing the way we've been playing. There's nothing more we can do, and I think that that's uh, if we do that, then we're we're going to have a good chance to be successful. And um, we prepared really well, and we've, like I said, we're I think the guys are feeling really good on the court, and uh, we're going to go in there with um, yeah, we're confident, and we can uh, I believe that you know we have the level, so you just got to go out there and, and play. Mm-hmm. We talked about them earlier. I know this is something you'll think about at a, on a later note. Can Tim and Finn win the doubles? You think they're that good? Of course. You know, it's it's it's, it's obvious that they are that good. Um, I don't think that's no. That's uh, it's very clear to me that you know. But there's again, there's a lot of good teams out there, but they're one of the good teams, you know. And and uh, um, they've shown that throughout the consistency that they've had this year. It's been, like I said, amazing, and um, they have as good a chance as anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason I keep harping on the doubles, one of my favorite points of the year, it's, it's a really random note. I watched the Tennessee doubles point you played in the kickoff weekend. Yeah. And there were yeah. two, it came down to two tiebreakers, I believe. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I, it, I believe you guys took that doubles point, if memory serves me correctly. And it, there's, there just seems to be an aggressiveness that you guys play with. Is that, you know, nowadays serve and volley, do you serve and volley when the returns are coming in this quickly at your feet? But I feel yeah. like your teams do... If not certain value, there's an aggression you play with. Is that fair to say? You know, I think that, you know, with Tim and Finn, they they can certainly volley, you know, and I think that that's maybe then nowadays a little bit rare to see um, guys coming in, serving and volleying. So, but both of those guys are very well-schooled in, in that area of the court. They feel very comfortable at the net. So they're going to play that style. Um, as for the other players, um yeah, they go for it. You know, um, the number two team, certainly they, they really go after the return games and, um, they play with a lot of confidence and, and, uh, you know, Brady's been, um, he's been really, um, stepping up there and, and, and Simon as well. And they, they may not play traditional doubles, but they certainly go after it. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Simon, because you look at his record, I think it's 10 and 11 this season. Whenever I watch him, I feel like when he's good, it's awesome. And yep. then there are times when on the off days, it's a little bit off. Now, he got the big win, uh, obviously, in, in the last match. You know, what have you seen from him? How do you get his best performance come Monday? I think that, you know, just like you said, the last match was a really positive match, actually, the last couple of matches. And he's, you know, we know what he's capable of doing. And uh, I think that he's starting to, to really uh, play his best tennis, which is a really good sign for the team and, you know, I think that there's, you know, he's put certainly put in the work. He's one of the hardest working guys I've ever coached. And so I think that that's starting to pay off. And, 
yeah, he should go into the tournament full confidence as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, one of the new contributors for your team this year, uh, John, uh, he, he's obviously 14-7 and seven as a freshman. You can get lost in the Mondays of the world, the Stroms in the world. That's a damn good performance for any freshman. What, has, what, what about his game has allowed him to have so much success so early? Consistent, uh, very competitive, um, super quick around the court, um, and he, he goes after it. And he's confident on. He's a very confident player, and, and uh, I think that uh, you know coming in in January like he has been doing. Of course, uh, there's going to be a transition period there, but I think he's settled in, and uh, he as well as many other players on the team are starting to really pick it up. And and uh, he certainly had a good weekend last weekend. Um, he played some very very good tennis, and so uh, yeah, he's he's very impressive. Um, He's had some ups and downs, obviously, but uh, like I said, you know, lately he's been very, very strong out there. Mm-hmm. Now, my final question for you, true or false, I heard you told associate head coach Devin Britton, go shave, you're playing three doubles today. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, right? You, you had no, to. No, no but uh, he's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, obviously having Devin here, you know, has been had a big impact on our team as a whole throughout the, you know, this year. And, uh, you know, a lot of credit goes to him for sure. Yeah, no, there's no denying that. Again, it takes everyone to commit to get to the round of 16. That's what you guys have had from top to bottom. So, Coach, thank you so much for taking the time. Again, hope you guys get to Orlando safe and look forward to seeing you all compete. All right. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me. Yep. Take care.